my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech Green Money. Alfonso Fons Terrell is founder and CEO at Spill. And Kenya Parham is Global VP, Community and Partnerships at the Culture First social media app. At launch, Spill jumped to the top of the app store and still maintains a formidable position. Even before Threads was announced and released, the landscape of social media apps was heavy. Spill was founded though and well-funded by top-tier VCs who believed. So I asked Fonz, what was the unique opportunity he saw when creating Spill was just an idea. Yeah, I think the the insight was really 
deeper and trying to look deeper at social media holistically from the start. Um, I've been working in social media as a marketing professional, uh, entertainment brands for years. And when we look at, you know, the grand diasporic nature of conversation online, it's almost always driven by us, right? The trends, the culture, the new lexicon, everything like that. Uh, it comes from black communities, queer communities, other marginalized groups. And so we were really looking at the problem set that's facing our community first and saying, who's building for us? No one, <laughs> or, you know, from a macro standpoint, um, nothing that we've really seen that really accounts for the amount of impact that we have at the level that it should be, right? And so that's really the opportunity that we saw um, coming into the fall of last year when, uh, as some may know, I was working at a company that has recently gone through a rebrand that I will not name. <laughs> and, you know, we were looking at, um, obviously a lot of people were like, okay, what's next after this? And, and we had no interest in trying to recreate something that we knew had some flaws in it, right? That platform has had challenges way before, you know, Elon and those folks came in. And we really wanted to look at this, you know, the whole ecosystem and really say, hey, let's push the medium forward. And let's start by centering black folks, queer folks, other marginalized groups from the beginning, which never happens, and really allow us to sort of set the tone, the vibe, and really solve for our key problem sets, which really boil down to three things. One is safety, two is credit, and third is getting rewarded for the contributions that we make to the online culture, right? That's really the core problem sets that we set out to solve, and that's the opportunity that we saw last fall that we, um, you know, that really inspired what Spill is now. Yeah, when you, you just mentioned the word I'd, I'd like you to go in on, you said, you know, you saw some challenges inside that 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 platform for particularly for our communities. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, black people have brought so much to social media. You know, you talk we over index on all social media platforms. What challenges exist historically in social media, which is 50, 20 years old, maybe 15 years old social media? Like what challenges exist that when we bring so much value, we still don't get recognized for that. It's institutional. It's got to be institutional at this point. Well, let's be honest. It's a reflection of how our culture has been exploited, you know, for generations across a variety of mediums that go beyond social, right? We've seen this in music. We've seen this in, you know, TV and, of course, how it's being expressed in the tech space. This is what happens when you don't have people who are driving the most culture building the platforms at the same time and you know i know kenya can you know speak to this personally as well but let's just talk about black women right black women over index as you mentioned on heavy social media usage not just usage heavy three plus hours per day no identity group is using social more and then two on media consumption Nobody's watching more TV, listening to more music, talking about it, creating community around it, deciding, you know, who's going to be next, right? So those are just facts that we can, you know, center on. Yet most businesses only are thinking about this, you know, once or twice a year. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, February's coming up. What are, what are we going to do? We're going to throw a party and then, you know, forget about it for the rest of the year. And so that's been an issue, not just at, you know, the platform formerly known as <laughs> you know, Twitter, um, but many social platforms. When you looked at YouTube, when you looked at you know today to TikTok, right? We've seen you know black creators have to go on strike literally just to you know create you know a new cycle around how they're not being credited properly. 
So this has been going on for a while and it's the type of problem that only gets solved when we as a community decide to, you know, just roll up our sleeves and be like, it's us, you know, and if I, if I learned anything, I'll throw this, this nugget out there. If I've learned anything through this process, it's that they don't know this better than us. Nobody does. We know this space better than anyone. And all we need to do is just have the audacity to get after it. And that's, I think, why we've had some success so far. 100%. And Kenya, I'd love you to chime in on this because, you know, Fonz talked about a couple of things like we create culture on these things and we get a chance to amplify and distribute our culture on these things. If you talk about just black culture, which I agree with people like Tristan Walker, like black culture rules, runs all global culture. We're talking about food or dance or music or sports like we drive that and even you know lgbtq culture if you think about camp you know fashion in that way we set the trends and his in in so many ways we're just starting to have this conversation about how creators get recognized by these platforms are they being either compensated or recognized do people steal you know their dance moves and then credit them as their own and then the platforms amplify the people who don't look like us when there was somebody who looked like us that created it. Can you talk about that? Yeah, you know, um, really appreciate that question. One of the things that we're seeking to prove as well with Spill is that cultural and technical fluency can coexist, right? We believe that we can be culturally competent and know who the source of these trends are, acknowledge them, make sure they receive the attribution, and also communicate to our partners who are at the table to make sure that they're aware um, of who these people are and do so in a way uh, that creates a much healthier ecosystem for the creator economy, which we know, as Goldman Sachs has stated, is set to double over the next five years. Right now, we're at about $280 million. Uh, it's about to uh, double, excuse me, $280 billion. It's about to double in that uh, over the next couple of years. Um, and so, um, you know, we're really seeking to make sure that these uh, that these folks uh, feel safe to create and bring their best heat to spill um, and that the partners that are here also uh, feel really excited about knowing that they're coming to a place that houses the source of the best of what, you know, makes culture for bring brings culture forward. You know, Kenya, I'd like to stay on you on this because there's a lot of conversation around creators being appropriately com compensated for what they bring to platforms. And so there's a, a lot of formulas, a lot of math that goes into that. How does how does Spill think about, you know, hey, X percent or whatever? I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not to put words in your mouth, but this is how we dictate based on X number of impressions, you know, how we work with you as the creator. Sure. I mean, you know, this is a this is a equation that, you know, folks have been trying to crack for a long time. And we are trying to be as innovative and intentional as possible about coming up with what that looks like. Um, the beautiful part about that is we've got everybody at the table to be able to have this conversation and it's our table that we're setting. Um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to continuing to have these conversations with folks and to listen to the creators who know just as well as everybody else, right? Um, you know, what these things are worth. And, and we want to make sure that they're uh, present to be able to communicate that value on their own behalf. You know, so far often in whatever industry we see it in, people are uh, having conversations about creators, having conversations about tastemakers without including them at the table to speak for themselves. One of the my favorite things about what we're doing at Spill is the communities that we're building. We have a call and response relationship 
with these creators. Um, and, and, you know, creators are the new athletes. Um, I'm excited. I'm working on some stuff uh, this week. I'm here in, in the vineyard. I'm going to be talking about the creator economy. And, and one of the sayings that we're saying is, you know, creators are the new athletes. And so we're bringing them to the table to be able to have these conversations and communicate their value with these stakeholders who are interested in accessing, again, um, the best of what they bring to the social space. And we're looking forward to being able to advance these conversations and have some meaningful um, uh, outcomes that come from these conversations around um, the value of, of the cultural capital that is generated with what we put in the social space. You know, Fonz, I was, I was, I don't remember who I was talking to, but there was a, a statement somebody made that made a lot of sense to me. And they said, you know, one of the greatest things Steve Jobs did was create the app store. But one of the worst things about the app store is it gave people the idea that everything should be free. You know, and so I wonder, you know, and obviously with a social media app, you need distribution. So free makes sense. But how did you think about, you know, we've got to get hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, millions of people into this thing. But we still have to rethink the business model. How do you think about these things? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of discussion about the, the pros and cons of advertising, <laughs> right? And having been a marketer for many years, I can see both sides of the argument. So. From a business standpoint, let's be clear, uh, The just when we talk about brands trying to reach black, queer, other marginalized audiences in the United States alone, it's a $30 billion a year business, okay? And it's growing, you know, it's five to 10% year on year. So I think that's an incredible, you know, revenue stream that we're not going to ignore, but we're not exclusively looking at that either because there are people who may want an ad free experience or more importantly, you know, pro tools, right? Speaking to the creators specifically that Kenya was talking about, we're actually developing a suite of tools that's going to make it easier for creators. And as a as a social media manager by trade, right? I want this to be less stress. We don't want it to be yet another thing you got to worry about, but it's like, oh, it's easier to publish. I get my analytics. I can, you know, potentially have access to data that I don't get from other platforms, you know, generate email lists and things of that nature so that the creators can have a deeper relationship with their audience. And those are tools that I think make sense when you're talking about, you know, not a crazy fee, but like a subscription model, because we, we're giving you something extra, you know, that you probably can't get anywhere else. So we're looking at that and I think we're also interested in uh, other services as well. I won't give the whole playbook away, but one of the things that uh, one of my favorite spills I saw recently was somebody spilled, uh, what's your favorite dating app? And someone quoted it saying spill. And, <laughs> and so that might give you a, a little a little wink and a nod to some of the ways we think we can, you know, just provide additional services to, again, to our community who is is generally being underserved, you know, holistically in this reign. There's a, there's a whole host of things um, that we're looking at that we think make sense as premium products versus just, you know, ad revenue models. You know, there was an article that came out about you guys. It was in Fast Company, but the subtitle is what I wanted to pick up. And it said, black people made Twitter into a 44, a business worth $44 billion. That was the subtitle of the, of the article. In but you had a spill where you actually a spill where you actually pushed back against the narrative that it's food it's for us by us but you said like look it's by us but we're for people who champion us i don't, don't want to put again not to put words in your mouth that was, that was a paraphrase is it okay to be to amplify the food the for us but also by us yeah 
Well, yeah, let's be clear. It's it's by us. For sure. <laughs> 100%. We're, we're coming from the culture. And it is for us, too. And I want to make sure that that doesn't get confused. We are building with Black communities, queer communities in mind, like the problem sets that are specifically acute to us. We want you to be able to come to a platform where, you know, you don't have to code switch. You can scroll past a bunch of amazing content without having to worry about racists popping in your troll in your comments right are, are dealing with those types of trolls uh we want you again to be credited celebrated and rewarded you know for the contributions that you make to the platform so i want to make that abundantly clear it definitely is for us but i think the idea that you know there's other communities especially marginalized groups right and one of my experiences at twitter um you know i was very active when the the asian hate uh, Stop Asian hate movement really started rising post COVID, right? Where we saw some of the most heinous actions against this community. And it was really, really nasty online. And when we think about the technology we're building, the large language model AI uh, that is really tuned to be like a culturally literate content moderation uh, bot, you know, it, like can, it can understand the context of not just what's being said, but who's saying it, you know, you, you're on the platform, you know, when you join the platform, you actually, many people share their ethnic backgrounds and that helps us build a safer environment because we know who's saying what. We should be able to apply that to any communities that aren't feeling safe, the able community, other things like that. And I think that that's a really important use case for us long-term uh, that everybody should understand, uh, but that doesn't in any way take away from our mission as a platform and our identity as a platform and our brand, which is we're going to be at Afro tech, we're going to be at Afro future, we're going to be at Essence, you know, like this is very much us, but we can also, you know, I think this is a question I've asked and we've talked about as a team a lot is, okay, when we build something, we as in black folks, we as in queer folks, the, the groups that have historically been marginalized, especially in tech, can we build it in a way that doesn't replicate the harms of other platforms prior to us? And is that something that other people can benefit from and therefore our creators can benefit from those audiences too, right? Like we have to think expansively. And then I'd say the last thing, and I can, sorry, I'm a preacher's, no, ahead, preacher's son, ahead. so I can go on and on. You gotta cut me off here, but. <laughs> no, but I think when you think about outside the United States, right? black folks are diasporic right the black experience is really really varied there's no one monolithic way you know to sort of to, to be black you know like whether it's in south africa or in brazil or you know in europe and that's a varied experience that we also really want to be home to and welcoming to um because that that's something that's needed and and i think at the end of the day what we're talking about is really you know bringing community back to social you know in, in all the best ways where it's like oh i get to meet people that are like dope and interesting and you know will lucas is on here and i had a little exchange with him and oh you know we're at the afro tech i found out about the afro tech happy hour in atlanta you know through school and go do that like we want to build a global diasporic community and it, it, it behooves us to be open-minded and welcoming and have big tent thinking. And we need to trust that that's not going to, you know, um, disrupt our mission at all. Trust me when I say that our mission will never change. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. There are on every, almost every social media app, a play for creators to be on those platforms. When you think about Twitter, Twitter is doing it, well, X is doing it now. Facebook is making plays. Instagram, the subset of Facebook is making plays. Other in, new entrants, like, you know, in, entrants like Fanbase are making plays for creators. When you are introduced to creators, what is the selling point? You say, 
you need to be on spill. What is the biggest selling point you have that says, okay, this works most of the time versus the other arguments or cases we can present? You know, uh, this uh, ain't no flex here. I'm just gonna call it like it is. You know, uh, we have been incredibly blessed. We have a team that is that has roots in this work for a long time. And so, you know, as we have, you know, put ourselves out there uh, and, and, you know, been public about, you know, who is on our team, um, we have found, you know, one, that the receipts don't lie, right? Fonz has been doing this work. Uh, Devaris has been doing this work. I've been doing this work. Our, our engineers, we've been doing this work. So we're grateful uh, that Spill is really the nexus of a lot of our lifelong bodies of work, uh, for, for one. Two, um, you know, we're seeking, like Fawn said, imagining a world in which we center the needs of those who um, put the, the, the most heat out in the social space, but unfortunately receive the most hate. Um, we're speaking directly to these communities, right? And these are shared experiences. This is not observations from outside of the window. We are of the communities that we are seeking to center um, in this space, uh, too. You know, and, and, and three, we've got global vision here, right? This is so much larger. Black culture influences the world, right? Um, and, you know, there's so much intersectionality in our experiences. And so from jump, we have acknowledged that intersectionality. We've acknowledged the diasporic reach of where we're trying to uh, uh, get to. And in having these conversations with creators, it's like, listen, we want to listen to y'all. You know, one of the, the biggest lessons that I've enjoyed in this stage in launching Phil is that our communities oftentimes do not get access to beta tech products, right? So we don't even necessarily have the, that lived experience yet of what it means to have access to a VC funded, you know, next best thing, um, uh, social media platform that really has the potential to go out here and do exactly what it says it does. Um, and so part of that has also been that engagement and the creators that have flocked to us by the thousands we are so grateful for have done so organically um, and have done so out of curiosity. And what has kept them here is a, a very personal relationship uh, we have have developed. I've been developing with my creator community um, um, with this. You know, we believe that if we center these folks, we can have a world um, where uh, everybody is healthier, right? And it's essentially from a policy perspective, the same type of attempts we see in rhetoric um, around around in a lot of other spaces. Center the people who are in the most the most needed, uh, who have you know the most harms exposed solve for those problems and then it's a healthier ecosystem for everybody second thing i'll say with that that that, that folks have really been identifying is you know it is a purely domestic um uh, uh narrative right that uh you know being of marginalized communities right if we look at the global majority black and brown folks are the global majority so when we're talking about connecting with folks not just domestically but across you know uh across the waters um, um in other countries we're also seeing a lot of resonance with creators who are in Africa, creators, you know, who are, who are doing the dang thing out there. And, and they're saying, listen, we're the global majority. You know, in 2030, uh, America is going to be much browner. Um, and, and we want to be able to link arms with people who understand and are ready to throw down on that cultural capital um, and really put on. Uh, and so that's what we're, we're excited to do. We're building a, a coalition. Um, of, of creators and people who are of like-minded who really want to impact this space with us. And we're so grateful to it, do so. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the conversation about, you know, we historically don't have beta access to so many of these new opportunities. And I want to bring up something that I thought was interesting from <clears throat> Android users. <clears throat> a lot of folks, people, a lot of folks talked about on, on X, what was Twitter at the time, you know, hey, how come we there is no Android app? <clears throat> I can know why. Oh, uh, we yeah. <laughs> no shade on yeah. Android, but why why iPhone only only first? Which yeah. I think is okay. I mean, but, listen. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> let me say this, and I and I love answering this question. First, let me say this. You know, uh, our choice to build uh, and and develop, you know, for for iPhone first came purely from you know, our team's internal decisions, what was of access to us, uh, the way in which we wanted to build and fashion this product. It has really nothing to do with exclusivity uh, or it's okay. and shade No shade in that regard. But the truth is, and, and why I really appreciate this question, Will, <clears throat> is because you know, for every person that we welcome on the app, you know, the same way that we build we started with the build for iPhone to kind of test and see how it was going to go and integrate and how it was going to work. There's the same also reason why we have to use invite codes, right? And a lot of people think, oh, invite codes are for exclusivity and you guys are trying to build the hype. Like, actually, y'all, invite codes are to make sure that our servers can continue to run 24-7, right? Uh, every, every single person who is on the platform, that costs money and time. And I know y'all see the headlines that we did really well in pre-seed and we're in another funding round right now. Um, but we got to make sure that the lights stay on for everybody. We got to make sure that this app continues to go. And shout out to our phenomenal engineering team because uh, we have yet to have a major problem with the app as we have welcomed hundreds of thousands of people um, in, in the past month. Um, so we're we're really we're really grateful for that. So that's it, that's important for our communities to know. You know, this is not about exclusivity. This is about making sure that we are building for the future. We're here for the long haul, um, and we you know want to make sure uh, that the tech uh, supports that. And so so, Fonz, Elon takes over. You lose your job, and you say, you know what? I'm really about it. You know, like this is my community. We are this. What makes this successful? I'm a part of the mindset that, you know, I'm, I'm over personally over asking for seats at the table. I believe we can build our own tables. And I understand there's an argument to be made. Like we should be pressuring them to hire. I get that. It's just not my fight is like, we need to see that we can do this too on our own. What gave you that courage to say, you know what? I'm not going to just go look for another gig. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start my idea, put my offering into the world. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. 
then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It was us. It was experiences such as going to Afrotech for the past several years and connecting with folks. You know, my co-founder, DeVaris, and I met each other about four years prior to about four years ago, uh, same day, uh, we started at Twitter at the same day at the same time and have been talking for years about these issues, you know, these challenges. And I think many people in the Afrotech community, we all feel the same way. If you've worked at a major tech platform and you're black and you're in the ERGs and we're all looking at each other and we're like, man, we got to go do something. So I, I know that this is something that isn't particularly original in terms of a feeling. But I'll tell you two, two truths that happened to me the night that the uh, layoffs happened. Uh, first was I got incredibly clear. I was incredibly focused. It was just uh, something that I can't really explain, but I was just determined. You know, I knew it in my heart. It was just like, there's no going back. We're going to do this. If I got to, you know, liquidate the 401k or do whatever it takes we're going to do this. And that level of conviction, I think, you know, really set the tone for everything that's happened since. Um, but as I mentioned before, the conviction came from two experiences uh, or sort of feelings at that time, which was one, nobody knows this better than us. And two, you just have to have the audacity, the guts. That's literally the difference between us and most of those folks that we look up to. It's just being like, grab your jaws and get out there and do it and it's amazing to see what has happened in the time since then i mean it's it's crazy to have this conversation that in less than a year we've gone from 
you know, I've gone from fired to funded to the number one social app in the app store in less than eight months. It's amazing. You know, and, and I got to ask you this also, Fonz, like, you know, the timing of notable social media apps has them dropping has, you know, created an even more challenging task to build a social media. It's it going to be challenging regardless, but that just makes it even harder when very well funded and, you know, previously successful entrants get into the uh, space. Um, what do you lean into when you're on the road to building something and a powerful rival sets their sights on that same territory? Well, it's a couple of things. First, this has been happening since the beginning of this journey, right? There's been all kinds of, you know, innovation. And I actually think it's fantastic. I think we haven't really seen in true innovation in social in about a decade. You know, we've had a couple of, you know, new kind of, you know, gimmicky things here or there, but there's, you know, like a truly a new wave of how do you think about social and community and, you know, business models and all of that. We haven't seen really since since the last you know year or so, and so I think that's really exciting. And I don't look at that at all as a negative. I think it creates a lot of conversation and actually gets you know opens a lot of doors for a lot of people to be like, hey, did you hear about this? Oh, you're talking about that. Oh, okay, you know, let's talk about this um, and maybe check it out. Um, and at the same time, it is so obviously clear. And again, you know, you're on the platform, and as Kenya mentioned to everyone, we can't wait to welcome many more folks onto it uh, in the coming months as um, we move through our beta process. But you'll see, the minute you get on Spill, it's different. I mean, it's as different as walking around Times Square versus Brooklyn, <laughs> you know? Like, you can just feel the difference uh, automatically. Uh, it's different conversations, different content, the way the platform is designed, it's colorful, It's there's motion. Um, our brand is, you know, the, the language, the lexicon, the name spill obviously comes from the black queer community, right? Like this is different. We haven't really seen something like this at this level, I think in a while. So I'm really um, animated and grounded in our purpose and our mission and know that the problems that we're looking to solve are fundamentally different than I think any other players in the space are looking to tackle. And the differentiators are proven, the thesis is proven in you know, the feedback that we get from our community in real time, right? Beta is testing. So people are telling us how they're feeling every single time. We open up the app on a daily basis. And what warms my heart so much is we see people saying, hey, I just told my therapist about Spill, right? Um, I'm feeling better about being on social media. I didn't even notice y'all, but y'all have my phone battery dying on a daily basis. I have to carry around a portable charger around my house Sorry because that. I'm Sorry about that. So we got to work on the battery thing. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but it's because people are finding, not just finding community, but creating brand new communities around shared experiences amongst themselves. And so much about the product design lends itself to feeling like a healthier, happier, more vibrant ecosystem that they want to be a part of and continue to develop. You know, we've got the who's who of culture on the platform. Um, you know, celebs and music legends, and you're getting to see conversations between people that you may not have even knew, know knew each other, and perhaps they didn't know each other before Spill, talking about what's more influential, you know, album covers or album titles, right? Um, you know, and we're also seeing folks who have 
love a love for UX and UI design who perhaps have never had the opportunity to work in a field like that give their two cents and three cents about you know what they think about this as well and again receive a call and response uh, from our team too about thank you so much for that idea and we appreciate that and then the next build they get to see their update update uh, their their idea updated and implemented and so um, it is just it's it's just such an awesome experience nothing like it exists on social media. Um, and, and we know that those differentiating factors are what keep people coming back, but also what's going to have us uh, continue to receive more success like this in the future. And so this one is more of a startup building question um, and fundraising question. When you go to build a startup, how, because I asked Marlon Nichols this question, he was on the episode that's not dropped yet, but by the time this comes out, it, that will have dropped. And I asked him, how do you know as a founder how much to raise? And since you're in such a tumultuous vertical social media, how much of the thinking of we need a war chest, not just engineers, not just, you know, talent, et cetera, but we also need a war chest. How much of that goes into the calculation on this is the number we're going to raise? Yeah, I can I can chime in here. I think, first of all, shout out to Marlon, uh, one of our lead funders in spill and shout out to the entire Mac venture capital team and Charles King and everyone over there. We really had a, I had a learning curve in this cycle as well, because this is my first venture back startup. And I was lucky enough to have a co-founder like Devars who has been through these cycles a couple of times. And when we look at the fundraising, you know, you're, you're definitely going in there like, okay, what do I need right now? And I'm going to get to this. It always takes longer and it always costs way more <laughs> than you think it's going to take. Um, and sometimes that's really hard, especially for black founders, where I think we raise 2% of overall venture capital in this country goes to black founders. And then for black women, it's even a fraction of that. So it's often hard for us to say, hey, yeah, we want to raise more <laughs> as if we you know, can dictate the terms. Um, the business has to justify it, of course. But I think ultimately when you have, and, and this is a great message to the VC community and especially for all founders out there, you have to think not just to your point, what do I need now, but let's plan for success and really challenge venture capital to invest in black founders, especially with the vision of success, right? This is, you know, we need a couple of cycles maybe. And sometimes we don't always get that as black founders and even, you know, black owned funds or black led funds sometimes have the same sort of, you know, challenges and restrictions. And so it is a mind shift for us uh, to really go in there, not thinking, okay, I can, I can get to this bar, <laughs> just, just eke it out, you know, but no, actually let's plan for success. Our vision is to create the first multi-billion dollar valued social platform that's been black owned and black operated um, that we've ever seen before. What does that actually take? How do we work backwards from that vision and ensure that we have everything we need uh, to give us the greatest chance to get there? And credit to Marlon and our backers um, who have been really, really fantastic in being like, you're going to need more and it's going <laughs> to take more time. <laughs> so plan for that. Um, yeah. So when you go to investors who are very smart, very reputable, um, their leaders in their category, Mac Venture Capital, KPOR Capital, um, you know, roughly a year and a half, two years ago, like what is it that you sell them on? Because the idea is one thing. What is it that you sell them on that says, you know, I'm going to write them a check. What is what do you think you bring to that meeting that get, get, gets you that level of confidence? 
as Kenya mentioned, not to not to um, be that, but but we we can flex a little bit. There's nobody better in the social media marketing space in the world than me and the teams that I've been able to lead over the past, I'd say, five years. And that's not just my opinion. I won best overall social for my team at HBO. And then two years later <laughs> for Twitter, um, we do this and we do this well. So understanding and owning our space, right? It's really the founding team, right? Like we knew, we know what we're doing between Devaris and I, there's nothing that we haven't seen in the social space uh, from a build side or from a community and, and content side. So that's number one. And I think that that's what resonated. I think number two, we are tackling a really challenging problem that's really pervasive and really, really easy to understand. Hate online has been a problem for a long time, right? Hate towards black communities and especially, you know, creators not getting compensated, all of that. It's been a problem for a long time. A lot of people have, you know, taken attempts to, to solve this problem. And so I think that's meaningful too. Sometimes it's, it's a little scary to be like, we're going to tackle this monster, <laughs> you know, but that actually gets, you know, funds excited because it's like, if they can solve this, that's your moat, right? <laughs> like they've come through and, you know, as we're cracking our large language model technology, and we were focused on this before ChatGPT blew up and everything else, um, this is something that really is a game changer. It's, you know, no BS. And so that was the second thing that I think got people excited. And then I'd say, yeah, the third thing is just passion, right? Like this wasn't a side project. This wasn't something that uh, I was, you know, oh, let's see what happens. It's like, no, I'm betting my life on it. And, and people can feel that. And whatever comes, I'm going to be in this and the team, you know, Kenya and Tavares and shout out to the, everybody on, on Team Spill who's been grinding literally seven days a week for the past eight months, like no breaks. Not that we're trying to build that as the company culture, but it's just from passion, right? I think that goes a long way. People can feel that in the room. You know, Kenya, there is historically, even with newspapers, you know, there's this quote that if it bleeds, it leads. And there's a reason why hate is pervasive on historical, you know, apps we've been using for a long time. And I wonder, because if hate didn't make, you know, the registering, people would stop it from happening. But it, it works. That's why you have trending topics, because people want to know who just got shot. You know, people want to know who just slapped somebody at the Oscar. Like people want to know those kinds of things. And so I wonder what what is your take on is does things that amplify positivity do those things work when we 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 can be our own worst enemy as communities you know well i'm going to share something with you that i haven't i haven't shared with anybody else yet this is this is this is this is specifically related to this one of the um we are we are super clear that hate has existed well long before us and unfortunately you know, it will probably exist long after us. Um, but what we are doing with our build is making sure that hate doesn't live on spill, right, for an extended amount of time. And so, um, you know, we're, we're adding protections here. We're not silly enough to think um, that, uh, you know, we can pre prevent people from acting out and doing the things, especially since there's a lot of courage that happens when you're behind screen and people behave in ways differently than they would in everyday life, right? Um, but with the 
the, the bravery, with the courage, with the very clear clarity that we have with our community guidelines and our terms of service, we are making it extra clear uh, with what we stand for and what we don't. Our moderation teams are very active. We've got you know human lines of defense. We've got you know culturally competent AI lines lines of defense. Um, and so you know we're seeing that because of all of that, an amazing thing that's happening is the community is starting to speak up for itself and be very clear about what they want and what they don't want, right? And it's not even on some just hate stuff. It's like, come correct, you know? You'll see spills in the spillovers. This is the house that my friends made, take your shoes off, right? Like that is the sentiment, that is the energy when you come on to spill. You know, we we want um, brands to feel excited to come into the space and we have honest conversations with our partners, just like a cookout. Don't come to the cookout before the food's ready, right? And ask for a plate. You better bring something. You better offer something, right? And so there is this amazing culture that is that is brewing and developing um, on spill, where uh, the community is starting to be clear about what it is that they want and what they don't. And in funny ways, that old behavior, that hateful behavior, is being branded as what was permitted on some of those other apps. And so you'll literally also see as you scroll through the timeline, like, don't bring none of that stuff over here. This is new fresh air over here. We got a new HVAC in the spillverse, right? Like we, we want some new air. So, you know, I'm really grateful. I'm really, really grateful uh, to see that happening. Again, that is just proof of the thesis. That is the community taking, you know, the principles and the policies that we are putting in place uh, and they're adopting it as their own. And they're saying, yes, we like this and we want this and we're gonna take it even a step further, which is what should happen, right? hack this, you know, with us, you know, this is what we think and we intend um, and, and, you know, tell us how it works and, and, and how it doesn't and the things that work run with it and we're going to build with y'all. And, and they've said that they want Spill to be a positive place full of beautiful affirmation. You know, you can click on, you know, certain hashtags like art spill and go on a virtual date with your spill bay and all kinds of fun things that happen. Right. Um, and that's the type of positivity that we're, that we're <laughs> Fonz, I want to leave this last one with you. And I want you to talk about, because we, we mentioned the courage it takes to build your own table. And there's a lot of us who are out here who um, were in the position or are in the position that you were in where you believe in something so passionately, this one being community, not just a technology, but a community that deserves a platform that recognizes its, its importance and its value to the world. And so when you see founders who... Um, are are who you were two years ago? What knowing what you know now, what would you say to the fines two years ago? Great question. A couple of things I would say. First, you are more right than you even know. You are more right than you even know. And if you're feeling it in your gut, trust that there is many many other people who are probably feeling the same way. So that's number one. I'd say number two there's a wave happening there's a wave of black entrepreneurship that is exciting and beautiful and i know we're in the uh 50th anniversary of hip-hop mode right now so it actually reminds me of you know hip-hop labels in the 80s and 90s you know what russell and puff and jay and dame and all those folks did where it was like let's go from being you know, not just the performers, right? Not just the products ourselves, but we actually make it, right? We actually platform it. And that 
this wave is happening. I, I met so many other incredible, you know, founders during this journey already and want to work with everyone and shout out again to the Afrotech community because you guys have really built, uh, you know, an amazing platform for black folks in tech to come together. And that that wave is happening. And this is just the latest, the, the next big, you know, uh, shift in in that. So I would say you're you're not alone because there's a whole bunch of other folks uh, coming along this journey too, and we got to talk to each other. We got to share information. We got to, you know, connect and you know put each other on game and put each other on real spill so that we can all benefit from this journey because that's how we win. We win collectively, and so I would say those are the two big things. One, trust your gut. You are more right than you know. And number two, there's a wave happening, and jump on let's go if you're thinking about it go do it come holler at us pop on spill we're going to help amplify you and elevate you black tech green money is a production of blavity afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. And it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Michael Davis, Vanessa Serrano, and Maya Muldrew. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.